and that means it's time to check in with our 7.30 feature who calls in live at this time, R.W. Estella. Good morning, R.W. Hey, good morning, Allison. How you doing? Just fine, thanks. I'm not sure why, but while I was watching the almost full frosty moon, November's moon, shine brightly within a border of cirrus clouds around suppertime Friday evening, I thought about how some things seem a little early this year, like the end of the semester two weeks from now at the local community college. I thought about how despite my efforts at the first class meetings to convince my students that it would be in their best interest to keep up with the assignments and not wait until the last to try getting everything done, that I would nonetheless have more than a few who would, for one reason or another, wait and wait and wait and then not complete the required work satisfactorily and inevitably fail the course. These days I'm calmer about such situations than I was 30 years ago when I first stood in front of a college class. When I see a student simply attending and sitting and doing virtually nothing and eventually failing, I consider, optimistically, that such a student might well fare far better than I in years hence. Notables such as cartoonist extraordinaire Charles Schultz comes to mind. Schultz would have been 75 today had he not succumbed to colon cancer back in February of 2000. I was in California at the time doing a few projects and almost met the great master of the serial comic strip on several jaunts through his adopted hometown of Santa Rosa. So when I heard news of his passing, I looked into his background. Schultz had been born in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1922, and by the eighth grade had distinguished himself by flunking every subject. He would, however, soon exhibit a great talent for drawing, publishing his first work, A Picture of a Dog, in Robert Ripley's Believe It or Not column. Schultz managed to graduate from high school and shortly afterwards served in the United States Army in Europe. Following the close of the war, he returned stateside and decided to pursue graphic art lessons at a campus of art instruction schools and before long became an instructor at the school he was attending. Many years later, he told one interviewer, One day I sat down and drew a boy and a girl sitting on a curb. The boy said to her, I know, Judy, I could learn to love you if your batting average was better. And Charlie Brown was born. Two years later, Schultz had placed a cartoon strip with a syndicate, and the strip debuted October 2, 1950, in eight newspapers. Today, recycled as Classic Peanuts, it appears in over 1,500 newspapers in several languages. Charles Schultz always disliked the title Peanuts and tried to no avail for years to get the strip's name changed to Good Old Charlie Brown, although he would openly admit that the strip was really more about the Renaissance Beagle character named Snoopy than it was about any of the other characters populating the strip. A recent biography of Charles Schultz has been published, advancing the theme that the cartoonist was essentially a manic depressive who worked out his darker bouts through the characters of his comic strip, characters who looked like children but who thought and behaved like adults, with the added twist of implying that the actions of many adults are quite similar to those of children. Thank you, Charles, and happy birthday. From Orono, Maine, have a great day. By the second verse, dear friends, my head will burst, my life will end. So I'd like to start this one off by saying, live in love. I was young and at home in bed, and I was hanging on the words some poem said in 31. I was impressionable, I was upsettable. 
I tried to make my breathing stop My heart beat slow So when my mom and John came in I would be 